The definition of curious is being eager to know Hmm. or learn something. Hmm. That's why in therapy in particular, but in all relationship, if you're eager to know and to learn something about someone, how does that make them feel? Like if somebody was being curious and wanting to learn about me, I feel that I'm important, that what I have to say is important. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So Susan. Yes. As a new therapist... I have come to you a million times before asking for advice. And if you've told me one thing um, more than any other, it's this. The Uh number one thing when sitting with a client is to be curious. Yes. Oh, (laughs) it's like gold. Can you even imagine like how many times you've said those words to me? No, because (laughs) I say it to myself all the time. Yeah. So I thought maybe that would be a good thing for us to talk about today, because as I'm learning this Mm -hmm. new profession and I'm learning what counseling looks like and sitting with all different kinds of people with all different kinds of problems, Mm -hmm. I come back to that phrase Mm -hmm. every single session. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, not just in session, but in every conversation I'm having, it's Mm -hmm. just this kind of underlying, be curious, be curious. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if you could kind of unpack for us why it's so important to be curious Mm. or even what it means to be curious. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Let's even knock it down a notch and even go with what is the definition of being curious? I'm going to start with that. I love that. (laughs) I love definitions of things. So, okay. Yeah. Because you're a five on the Enneagram. That's why you like the definition of curious. But the definition of curious is being eager to know Hmm. or learn something. Hmm. So I, that's why in therapy in particular, but in all relationship, if you're eager to know and to learn something about someone, how does that make them feel? I would think I would feel like if somebody was being curious and wanting to learn about me, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're really paying attention. Yes. That I'm important, that what I have to say is important. I would feel a little bit freer opening up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would feel special. Right. And that's why being curious is like gold yeah. in therapy, but it's also like gold in relationship because I'm spending more time listening to you. I'm inviting you mm-hmm. into the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly, if I'm being curious about you and learning more about you, I'm certainly not making it about me. This is true. That is key. Yeah. And I'm even thinking, you know, when we talk about the importance of listening Mm -hmm. is to actually hear the other person and not prepare what you're going to say next. Right. Like that is being curious. It is. Because if I'm really listening to you and I really want to learn about you, then my focus has to be on what you're saying. Exactly. And I genuinely want to know about you. Mm-hmm. I genuinely want to find out about you. And in order to do that, I'm I'm going to be asking lots of questions, but in the right way. I mean, I genuinely care about you. Yeah. And, you know, who was our model for this mm-hmm. was Jesus. Right. <laughs> he asked so many questions. As a matter of fact, somebody asked me one time, well, how many questions. You keep saying that. (laughs) How many questions did Jesus ask? So I really did some research to find that out. Yeah. And I found out that Jesus himself asked 307 questions. He was asked 183, of which he only answered 
three. <laughs> so you can see asking questions right. was central yeah. to Jesus' life and teachings. So he was very curious mm-hmm. all the time. And many of his questions were very rhetorical. I yes. mean, he already knew the answers. Right. He just wanted participation. He wanted to find out. Yeah. Uh, and he want, He was so, so curious. And so that's our model, to yeah. be curious and want participation with those mm. that we're trying to find out answers to. And it really worked for Jesus. Right. And he tells stories all the time, yeah. was curious all the time, and met people where they were. Right. And very, very relational. Mm. And you become that way when you're curious with someone. Yeah. I'm even just thinking as you're saying that about the difference between how that feels like an invitation being asked a question. And I know we're talking about Jesus, but I'm thinking even back, let's go all the way back to Genesis. First question. The very first question that God asked Adam and Eve is, where are you? Where are you? And we all know God knew exactly where Adam and Eve were, Mm. but I'm just thinking how much different would that have been if God would have come in and said, I see you hiding behind that bush over there. Get out here. Totally. Right? That would have completely shut them down, made them feel ashamed. But instead, God was like, where are you? Mm -hmm. And that curiosity, that invitation to Mm -hmm. participate in a conversation, Mm -hmm. Adam was able to say, hey, we were hiding because we were ashamed. Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm like, that's such a beautiful example of being curious leads to better conversations. Totally. And it's like when someone is really angry mm-hmm. or something and you approach them, that's exactly the same, same but different. Yeah. But it, you have a choice to go, wow, you're angry yeah. or wow, you seem angry mm. versus. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on with you right now? What's going Help on me understand. You? Help me understand. Yeah. That's been curious. Right. Uh, and so it is a super, super relational approach, there's a difference between curious and nosy. Mm, that <laughs> is a that? very good point, Susan. You know, when we're talking really practical, yes. and we like to talk practical, Carrie, so I'm going to get to the practical piece. There is a difference between being curious and nosy. Curious, you're very inquisitive, as mm-hmm. we were just talking about. You're explorative, and almost sometimes you do get investigative, mm-hmm. you know, at times, while nosy is very intrusive. Yeah. And it's prying. Mm. You're interfering, if you will. Yeah. So it's almost like I feel like when somebody's being nosy, mm-hmm. it feels to me like they're gathering information to use against me. Exactly. But when somebody's being curious, they're trying to understand like me, That's my heart, exactly right. what's really going on with me. What's really going on. You know, if I were to say, Carrie, what's really going on? I am being very curious Mm -hmm. and I really genuinely want to know as opposed to being nosy and intrusive. I'm just thinking that might be a good question for us to ask ourselves Mm -hmm. before we start asking other people for Mm -hmm. information. Like, am I genuinely being curious here Mm -hmm. or am I just being nosy? Perfect question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why I brought it up for the listeners, you know, because in therapy, Mm -hmm. that's why I have bugged you to death Uh with that term. Be curious. Yeah. Be curious. You find out so much because when you sit with somebody long enough, everything always makes sense. Yeah. And if you're sitting with them and trust, trusting God, trust in the process of therapy mm-hmm. and trusting that in that part, trusting the process of therapy, you have to remain curious right. for the right reasons. You're 
trying to see what's behind. Like, as we say sometimes, you're peeling the onion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're really peeling the onion. But to peel the onion, you have to remain very, very curious. Mm. And in any relationship, when you're trying to help someone or just get to know someone, just to remain curious about who they are Mm -hmm. as a person, it's a huge connector. Yeah. I love that. And Jesus did it. And there's one story I just love in particular, if I could just bring that up. And that is in Mark 10. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's Bartimaeus. Do yes. you not love the story I of Bartimaeus? I do, but remind us for those who maybe haven't read it in a while or maybe have never heard the story before. Well, it's in Mark 10, and in Mark 10 is the story of Bartimaeus, and it's where he receives a sight for sure, and mm-hmm. he's sitting there, and he knows that Jesus is coming to town. And when Jesus walks in, I'm using my version of the, the story. Susan Goss the Susan version Goss of the Bible. Version. <laughs> True. And so, but he's coming in with his disciples, and Bartimaeus, hears him and he starts calling out his name and everybody's trying to shush Mm. Bartimaeus like shh shh you know and when they do he just gets louder yeah and son of son of David I mean he's calling him out finally Jesus hears him and says bring him to me Mm. and they do and he looks at Bartimaeus and he says what would you have for me to do for you Mm. I mean he asked him right a rhetorical question. Right. I mean, it's obvious what he needs. He's blind. Yeah. He cannot see. Yeah. But Jesus asked him the question anyway, what would you have me do for you? Wow. And he tells him. Yeah. And then, of course, he restores his sight. And when he does, he cannot wait to share mm-hmm. with anyone. And there are so many instances of Jesus' miracles which he asked right. beforehand, right. what would you have me do? Yeah. I'm just even thinking about how that works relationally. Just that phrase, yes. what would you have me do? Because how many times have you been in a situation where somebody moves into, I'm going to fix this, or I'm going to tell you what to do, yes. or I'm going to give you advice, or just give me the nitty gritty details. And I'm just thinking if we're sitting with someone who's really in a hard place, to ask them, what do you need from me right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what what's your heart feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you have me to do? Mm-hmm. Do you need advice? Do you need me to offer solutions? Mm-hmm. But instead, we just jump to, mm-hmm. well, let me tell you what to do, you mm-hmm. know, or, mm-hmm. or yeah, let's talk trash about that person, mm-hmm. as opposed to really getting curious about what is it that you need mm-hmm. from me in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I love that Jesus sets that example for us. I do too. By asking Bartimaeus, what do you, what do you want from me? And I love it that Bartimaeus said, I need my sight. Yes. I need my sight. He didn't say, I need a seeing eye dog. He said, I need my sight because right. it's only something that God could have done. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love Such it. Such a beautiful story. It is. So he participated. And one of the things that I was thinking about that, that we've talked about often as well is one of the kind of caveats to being curious is to be curious without judgment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that can be really hard both relationally and like interpersonally, you know, Mm -hmm. of just, so you make a decision like, okay, I really genuinely want to be curious with this person, but then maybe they say something and all of a sudden you're like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. Or, well, why are you so upset about this? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I think part of this process of being curious is to kind of check our judgment at the door. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that's not just true for other people. 
But it's also true for right. us. Just hearing you say that, I yeah. think. And how many times do we do that to ourselves? Yes. You know, we, we beat ourselves up. Up. Yeah. We beat our own selves up. I mean, I know all the listeners, but myself. Yeah. And you've said mm-hmm. that about yourself. And we need to give ourselves grace in yeah. this area to be curious and look in the mirror and say, I need to be curious about myself. Right. Where's this coming from? Where's yes. my own anger coming from? Mm-hmm. Where's my own stuff coming from? Right. Yeah. And what's really underneath that, you know, totally. like I can see that I'm angry and I'm being short with people right now. And then I turn inward and I'm like, I shouldn't be this mad. I shouldn't be this way. Mm-hmm. But to get curious and to be like, okay, where's this anger coming from? Mm-hmm. And to maybe kind of get to that place where you're like, you know what? I'm really I am angry, but I'm also afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that I'm going to let somebody down. Okay. Well, that's, that's something that I need to know about myself. And if Mm -hmm. all I did was criticize myself for feeling angry Mm -hmm. and not getting curious without judgment to see what's really there, Mm -hmm. then I kind of get stuck, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think we do that in relationships too. We just assume, well, you're angry and you're upset and I can't help, you know, I can't help you when you're angry Mm -hmm. instead of getting curious about, okay, they're angry. It's all right. I'm not going to judge it. I'm going to f- try to find out what's really going yeah, on. What's here. really going on? Because when you see anger, you know it's it's coming from someplace. I wish I had said this, but it came from somebody somewhere that said, "You show me an angry tweet. You show me something on Instagram, right? That's really toxic, and I'll show you somebody really hurt. Mm. It's coming from somewhere, right? So be curious, yeah, and just say what's really going on instead of us responding to the anger in anger. Yes, you know, yeah, that's hard to do sometimes mm-hmm. because we're human. That's why curiosity is such a great segue mm-hmm. into. Whew, Okay, let's calm down just a minute. Right. And let's be curious. Yes. If we could be curious to go, wait, what's really going on? Yeah. Is there something else going on? Because I'm going to choose right now not to respond to the anger piece, Mm -hmm. but to try to see, wait, where's that really coming from? Yeah. Because I would really love for somebody to do that for me. Right? Yeah, right. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? Doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Really? For someone to come and to really try to understand me and where I'm coming from and what's going on underneath the surface. Right. And I think the thing that I love about this, like we can be curious with every single relationship. Everyone. Whether it's I need to be curious about my own behavior. Mm Mm-hmm. With my kids, why are they acting like this? Mm -hmm. Let me get curious. They normally don't act like this. Mm -hmm. Is there something going on with my spouse, with a coworker, Mm -hmm. you know, with a client, like any person that we're in relationship with? I'm even thinking, you know, when you're at a store and the person helping you is not being very nice, you know, instead of just getting offended or getting mad to be like, you know, I wonder Mm -hmm. what's really going on there. Mm -hmm. You know, can I ask a question? Hey, are you okay? Do you Mm -hmm. need something? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. But it it really does translate to every single relationship. It really does. It really does. Even spiritually, like, oh, it does. God, what are you trying to show me here? That's exactly right. Listen, I say that I call them mirror moments Mm, with God. I'll just be curious with God. Like what's really going on Yeah, with me, with him, with her, with them. And just being curious. I know we've said that word about Uh a a billion times (laughs) on this podcast, but that's how important it is. Yeah, And it can really calm your spirit Mm -hmm. if you can be curious Mm -hmm. to take a moment to be curious 
in any relationship, as you said. It certainly has helped us in therapy, but it also has become imperative in all relationships Mm -hmm. to be curious. And like I said, you want people to be curious with you. And it shows they care when Mm -hmm. they ask ask you questions. They want to learn about you. It shows they care. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Can you read us the definition of the word curious one more time as we wrap up today? Yeah, the definition of curious is when you are eager to know or learn something. I love that. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah. But profound. Yes. Yeah. So our tangible takeaway for today, because we want you to have one practical piece of advice Mm -hmm. that you can put into action like today Mm -hmm. is simply that. How can we be eager to learn about other people, Mm -hmm. to be curious without judgment. And so maybe our tangible takeaway today is the next conversation that you're in Mm -hmm. to just have that at the front of your mind of God, help me to be curious here. Mm -hmm. Whatever that relationship is, I don't know where you're going. Maybe you're, you know, driving to pick your kids up from school Mm -hmm. and God, when the kids get in the car, help me to be curious with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've got a hard conversation that you need to have with a spouse or a family member. And before you enter into that next conversation, take a moment to just Mm -hmm. say, God, help me be curious here. Yeah. And that practical piece that we had Mm -hmm. just giving the listeners as an example, instead of maybe your head is wanting to go, wow, you're angry. Yeah. Instead of saying that, Mm -hmm. try saying, yeah, where are you at right now? What's What's going going on on? with that lead in? Yes. And because, Hey, you're angry or you seem angry Mm. is an automatic cutoff or a leads to an automatic defensive response. And the other is a much better chance not to have a defensive response. All right. So I feel like this is such a practical concept. Yes. And I'm super excited to continue to put it into practice. Yes. And see how it changes dynamics and relationships. Yes. So thank you for teaching me and others to be curious. Yay. Let's all practice it. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.